Hello and good evening. I'm your host today, Adam Rebelski. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Please welcome Mr. Philip Goodrum, who is a professional soccer player for Atlanta United. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today, Mr. Goodrum. I can already tell this is going to be an amazing interview. So let's get started. So the first question is, can you tell my listeners and I a little bit about yourself and how you started with soccer? Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me. I'm Thank you. I'm really happy. This is a cool thing you got going here. But um, yeah, so how I got started soccer um so oh my name is philip goodrum i'm from charlotte north carolina i was born in nashville tennessee and uh, i've been playing soccer since i was about four years old so um my dad played collegiate soccer for uh, the university of tennessee and so did my uncle on my mom's side and my aunt on my mom's side both played division one soccer really so i yeah, I got started at a really young age, and it was really just a random the family. So I would get out in the backyard with my dad or even my mom sometimes and just started learning um, day by day and uh, picked it up and just run with it ever since, and I fell in love with the game. That's awesome. I can, I can totally relate. Soccer is the best game out there. That's right. Um. So the second question is uh, – how did you form yourself into the dynamic forward you are today? Yeah, so um, when I grew up and when I was in an academy in Charlotte in high school, I uh, was actually a midfielder. And then I got a chance to play up in age group with our U18 academy when I was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school. And they needed a winger to fill out their kind of starting 11 to be a really good team and make a run in the national playoffs. And um, so I plugged into that role and did really well. And uh, so that's how I kind of formed into an attacking player. And then um, going into college, I became more of a forward just because I started scoring goals and getting more and more goals. And so I just kind of like got obsessed with scoring. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, I would be – pretty much the first one out to every training session in college and the last one to leave. And um, we had a really good attacking coach, Zach Haynes, who was um, our associate head coach at the time, my freshman and sophomore year. And he was working with me every day just on little techniques and how to do finishing drills to better myself. And um, then he left to get a head coaching job at High Point University end of my sophomore year and so it was kind of a little bit more on me to uh just kind of fine-tune all my finishing uh, abilities and so I would just get go out for hours and put the ball in the back of the net yeah it wasn't wasn't real big secret to it. it was just kind of like a grind and hard work well that's awesome now let me ask you this what was your like favorite position to play out of out of all of them is it like forward winger or like attacking mid yeah so I've played I've kind of like moved around in those three a lot but I think my favorite position to play is right wing just because I think it's my best my strongest position because I've got a little bit of speed that I like to use and it puts me in front of the goal so yeah I think right wing is my favorite you get to do a bit of everything nice nice yeah I play right wing too really that's cool yeah, I love I love that position. I love scoring too. Um, so the next question is, what is your training schedule like, and what type of training did you have to do to make it to this elite level that you are currently at? Yeah, so our current training schedule 
it was a little different with COVID. But uh, so we wake up, get. But our normal schedule without COVID would be wake up, get to the facility at around uh, like eight thirty, have breakfast at the facility, uh, have a little bit of downtime, go into the gym, do some prehab, some band work, and some biking work, then go out to the practice field at about ten, and you know we're out there for give or take two hours, and then um come back in, have a gym weight session and then um, a little bit of downtime if you need to see the medical staff and then back up in to uh, for film session and then after film you have lunch and then you're done so we're uh, it's it's not the it's it's also uh, it's actually a lot of um, downtime being a professional soccer player but um yeah it's nice I mean it still sounds pretty tacked though yeah so we're done by about two o'clock every day, but uh, when we're in the facility, they have us focused and they have us training hard. So it's good. I like it. And so, um, yeah, that's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, for the hours that you are playing and training and stuff, it sounds pretty intense. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next question is, you sort of touched on this in my previous question, but how are you and Atlanta United handling the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, so obviously we're changing just like everybody else is. And um, we got we can't go inside our training facility right now. We have to wear a mask every, uh, every time we come in and out of the training facility. And then we can take it off when we step onto the field. And so it's, it's much different. You know, we're playing different um, teams. We're playing the, our local groups four times rather than traveling to play teams all around the country and uh so it's just an adjustment you know we travel we're taking some buses now that we'd usually fly to down to florida because uh they want us to have the least exposure to covid cases and so it's been different but this is my first year as a professional actually so really well congratulations on thank you yeah so i got drafted this year and then got here kind of got into a routine of things and then boom COVID hit and now I've changed but you know we're adjusting and making the most out of it and it's definitely a bit odd playing in empty stadiums but it's it's all good no, can't complain yeah <laughs> nice um so has anyone on have any of your teammates uh gotten COVID yeah so a few people in the club and around um professional soccer leagues in America have tested positive and so uh that's just kind of like something that they deal with when it comes along we get tested each week but yeah a few people in the club have got, been tested positive but um not me so far so that's good well that's good I hope you say I hope you stay safe me too. um so every um so I know you just started this year but so far from the, I guess, your local competition or any competition, what has been your, what's been the toughest team consistently for you guys? Yeah, so when I've been, I've been playing with Atlanta United 2 in the games, and uh, we've played, we play in the USL Championship. So it's kind of, Atlanta United 2 is the farm team for Atlanta United. And our toughest competition has been Tampa Bay Rowdies who are just a pure second division team that aren't farming to anyone. And so we've, we're starting a young group that they're trying to develop for the future. 
for uh, Atlanta United, and our starting age is probably around 21 or 22 in the average starting 11. And we're playing guys at Tampa who have a starting age of about 29 or 30. So they're they are uh, toughest competition right now, and they've beat us a few times. You know, they've we've been up 1-0. They've come back and beat us 2-1. But Atlanta United, uh, our, our club definitely has a big rivalry with Orlando City. And um, they beat us last week here at home at Mercedes-Benz. And so yeah, I watched that. I think that's um, probably the toughest competition right now for the club. Nice. Well, hopefully you'll pull out a win soon. That's right. Um, so who is your soccer idol slash hero? Like that one person that drove you to this level or like helped you get through certain obstacles and stuff? Yeah. So I think uh, my parents have been kind of the biggest motivating factor for me just because they always were there pushing me. They were always there believing in me to do better. And um, they really have, if without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. But kind of my soccer idol growing up was Landon Donovan. It's because um, <laughs> Very you know, nice. in America, we didn't have like Wayne Rooney. We didn't have Cristiano Ronaldo. And uh, he was somebody who was kind of like that first stepping stone for young American guys watching soccer who want to make it to Europe or want to make it to that next level. And so I think even though that's kind of like maybe an odd answer because he's not a crazy big superstar, I think he was that big, my biggest idol and watching him grow up. up. I think that's perfectly a great sensible answer because like there's not too many, there weren't too many American soccer players that made it to that professional and elite level. And I think that's a, he was like a pioneer for that. So I think that's a perfect answer. Yeah. Did your parents have a slogan for you or not a slogan, a motto, like a family motto that I don't know <laughs> that you go by? No, I don't think there wasn't a <laughs> motto, but you know, my parents, they both motivated me in like way different ways. My mom was always there like, Oh, you know, if I told her I wanted to be the president, she'd been like, Oh, you're going to do it. And then my dad always <laughs> there just pushing me, you know, show me how how important the hard work is and how important the grind is and you know if you want to do this that's okay but it's not going to be easy you're going to have to work harder than anybody else and so I think that was kind of just the hard work the focus on that was the most important part of that well well you seem like you got the best of both worlds yeah um, so the next question is, when you're in middle school and high school, what level teams did you play on? Did you play travel soccer or did you play for your school or what kind of levels? So when I was in middle school, I was fortunate enough to be able to play middle school soccer, middle school football and travel soccer. Wow. That was pretty cool. But I think uh, I was one of the last kind of generations to be able to do that and play a high level of travel soccer. But that was really unique because, like, I got to play with my friends who were at school, and that was a little bit different of a level than I'd been playing at travel. And so getting to do the best of that, the best of both worlds for that was pretty awesome. And then when I got to high school, I had to stop playing all other sports, and I had to um, make the decision if I wanted to play academy soccer or if I wanted to stay and play high school soccer that I would then I would be able to focus on some other sports as well. So I made the decision to play just academy. 
and um, it worked out really well. You know, I went to play for Carolina Rapids Academy, who is like a, a daughter club of Colorado Ra- Rapids in the MLS. And so they had Carolina Rapids, which was a branch in um, Charlotte, where I was from. And I just went up through that academy for f- four years and uh, got recruited by a few Division One colleges and uh, made, made my commitment decision junior year and had a had a good time doing it but it was a lot of hard work for those four years I bet I bet and you're you're right it truly is the grind Mm -hmm. um so what was it like for uh what was it like playing for UNC Wilmington and uh did you have like a favorite memory there yeah so that was like the first time I got the first time I got there and got to play in front of fans and got to have like a real big following and uh so playing there it was almost like a dream come true and so I bet I would say my favorite memory there was probably this uh last year winning the um winning our conference championship and so we we went into the NCAA tournament a few times and I won conference player of the year but lifting up Awesome. Being the team captain and lifting up that uh, conference championship trophy was pretty, a pretty cool memory and something that'll stick with me forever. But I loved Wilmington and I loved the team and it was a great, great decision to go there. I think that's awesome. That's awesome. I bet. I bet it was. Um. So, is there any coach in particular? I know you've mentioned your parents in the past, but do you have any like particular soccer coach? that helped you rise to this level? Yeah, my college coach was probably the most influential peer coach that I had. And who is that? His name's Aiden Heaney. And so he's the coach, head coach at UNC Wilmington. He's been there for like 17 years or something crazy. Wow. And so, and so, he, so Aiden Heaney was uh, really influential because – you know, I just, he stuck with me and took a chance on me from an early age and brought me in and kind of made me that focal guy on the team from a, from a young, from as a freshman all the way to a senior. And he um, just gave me chances that I think a lot of other coaches wouldn't. And so I'll forever be grateful to him um, because he kind of gave me that kickstart in my career to take it to the next level. But he was actually uh, so he was like a defense. He was a goalie in his day, and he played in the MLS for New England Revolution. And uh, really? he was much more of a defensive-minded coach, and I'm obviously an attacking player, so uh, it was a little bit different. So it was nice having an assistant who was also a forward and could kind of teach me more of those like pure finishing exercises. But Aiden Heaney was uh, yeah, definitely the most influential and gave me gave me a lot of opportunities and I'll forever be grateful that's great that's really great um so what are the things you love most about soccer and the things that I guess so to speak stress you out most about soccer yeah so um I don't think too many things stress me out about it maybe um just not knowing like where my, your next step is going to be, not knowing if you're going to get sold or whatever to another club or if you're not going to get your next contract renewed. That's probably 
the thing that stresses me out a little bit. But honestly, I love this game, and um, I wouldn't. I would, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing for work right now, and um, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to live in the moment and love every aspect of it. Playing in front of big crowds is probably the coolest thing that I'm that I was able to do. And now it's funny because you know all the stadiums are completely empty, but it was really cool coming in to a preseason and just getting to do this every single day and know that it's my job and it's what I've always dreamed of. And so I'm just loving being in the moment. That's awesome. Now from your college time to your short amount of time that you played with uh, fans in the stadium to playing with no fans in the stadium, which do you think you play better with fans in the stadium or no fans? Mm. I think I get you get kind of that more of that adrenaline rush from having fans in the stadium rather than when it's empty. It's just kind of a practice game. Sometimes it can get that feeling, but I think I think I'll probably have a little bit extra energy in those last 10 minutes when fans come back. And so but I don't think it's that truly that big of a difference, but you definitely miss that atmosphere. You know, it's fun. Yeah. The, the little things you'll, you'll remember like smelling popcorn or hot dogs when you're on the field, you'll be like, oh, yeah, the people in the fans eat them and you can smell that. And then all that goes away. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's what I miss the most. And I think I'll probably get a little bit more energy at the very end of the game when fans come back. Nice. Nice. So I know you talked a little bit about it sound feeling sort of like practice. Do you um, feel at any point of time that any of your teammates or anyone like will mess around a little bit more in a game and take some shots that normally wouldn't, that they normally wouldn't take in front of fans? Mm-hmm. Um, no, maybe I think it could be honestly the opposite because you know, really sometimes your coach can get on to you and you can hear him yelling from the sidelines or you can hear all the direction you're getting and you don't want to, I don't know, people don't want to mess up maybe that way, but when you have all the crowd there and they can hype you up and you beat somebody or you do a move and the crowd goes, oh, and then um, you, you keep going past them. It kind of, they give you that, that energy to try and do something really special. So maybe it's the opposite, but who knows? It's different for each player, I guess. Yeah. All right. That's an interesting perspective. Um. So what is your ultimate goal in soccer? Like, have you reached that? Like, what is your end goal? What are you striving for next? Yeah, so my end goal is I've never, uh, you know, I want to just take it to the highest level I can get to. I've always wanted to play for the U.S. national team growing up. You know, I watched them the most. And so I think that would be kind of maybe that end goal. But, you know, whenever you achieve a goal in soccer, you want to you create a new one because you don't want to get just stagnant and so on. Yeah. So I think playing professional is definitely a big goal. But, you know, I've gotten here now and I want to keep growing. So one day yeah. playing for the U.S. national team would be a dream. And that's putting on that jersey would be something I'd love to do. So I'd say that is my biggest end goal right now and to get and obviously to get consistent minutes and get some playing time for the Atlanta United first team 
Nice. I mean, you've already made it to that elite level to be called a professional soccer player. So can't imagine that you're that far off from going national, going to the U.S. national team. Yeah, it's just going to be like it, it's always been. Just going to take a lot of hard work and keep keep my head down and keep grinding. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sad to say this is our last question of the day. So here it is. If you were to give advice to any young and passionate soccer players out there, what would you want to let them know? What would be the one key takeaway if you, that you would want them to have? Yes. Yeah, so if I was to give advice to somebody like you or somebody, some Atlanta United Academy player, what I'd tell them is, um, you know, every kid's not going to be M- Messi or Ronaldo. There's going to be a lot of kids you'll see out there who have just some God-given talent that are just going to be very fast, very good. But there's no secret to all this success that you see people having on television. You know, you, you just got to keep your head down and work. You can you might not be the next Messi or Ronaldo, but you could be uh, Philip Goodrum. You could get to professional soccer by just working your tail off and grinding every day. There's not a secret to it. Just get to practice early, stay late, put your head down and work hard. That's great advice. That's great advice. Thank you so much. And I bet my listeners are going to go home and tell all their parents about what you just said. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Goodrum, for joining me on my podcast today. It was truly a pleasure and an honor having you on. That was me interviewing Philip Goodrum, who is a professional soccer player for Atlanta United.